Blair Adams was a guy who tried to make good his escape from an unidentified pursuer. He never explained who was following him or why. A Canadian national, Blair fled to the United States. Unfortunately, he was later found dead in the city of Knoxville, Tennessee. Robert Dennis Blair Adams, better known as Blair, was born on December 28, 1964, in Canada. He was the head of a construction company. Everyone liked him. None of his friends, relatives or co-workers had anything bad to say about Blair. He was always friendly, optimistic, and it seemed like he didn't have any enemies in the world. But in early 1996, things began to change for the worse. The image of a self-assured boy began to disappear as Blair slowly began to exhibit anxious behaviours and mood changes. The changes have been described as wild and aggressive. Whatever the reason, it began to affect his sleep and he seemed to become less and less aware of the things he did and said. According to his mother, Sandra Edwards, he could suddenly become irritable and short-tempered over trivial matters. As he continued to not sleep or eat properly, it was clear that something was seriously wrong. On July 5th, 1996, a Friday, Blair went to the bank and withdrew all the money in his account, around $6,000. He also removed the contents of his security box in the bank's vault, which included thousands of dollars and some gold and platinum jewellery. Nobody knew that he was planning to enter the United States. Two days later, on Sunday, he made his journey to the border. The police were suspicious of all the money and valuables he was carrying in his vehicle and suspected that he might be a drug mule or drug dealer. He was denied access to the US and was forced to return. The next day, July 6th, he quit his job and bought a plane ticket to Frankfurt, Germany, where his girlfriend lived. Although he was to travel the following day, he gave her no notice of his imminent arrival. And here something strange happens. After buying the flight ticket, he visited a friend's house, also without warning, to make a strange request, and with a panicked look. He asked his friend if she could bring him to the USA border because some people were coming to kill him. When she asked if he had called the police, Blair just turned and walked away. Blair did not go to the airport the next day and missed his flight. On July 10th, he rented a car and once more attempted to cross the border into the United States. This time, he made it, crossing the border through Seattle. He continued on to the city of Knoxville, Tennessee, a place where he knew no one. At 5.30pm, he stopped at a gas station to fill up and eat something. But when he returned to the car, it would not start. He tried several times to no avail. He asked a gas station employee for assistance, but the man immediately noticed something strange. Blair's car key did not match his car. He insisted that it did and that he had used it to drive the car that day, but it really was the wrong key. They both searched the car for the correct key, but could not find it. Blair tried calling the car rental company, but they had already closed for the day. 
He was stuck in the city until the next morning. He then called a tow truck and they transported the car to the closest motel where he would stay for the night. The motel attendant described Blair's behaviour as paranoid, nervous and agitated. It was as if someone was after him. On his arrival, Blair reportedly walked in and out of the motel lobby about five times in an hour before approaching the receptionist and asking for a room. He repeatedly looked back and appeared very nervous. At 7.37pm, he checked in, put his room keys in his pocket and headed out towards the street. But he never returned. The following morning, July 11th, just over 12 hours later, his body was found in a parking lot about 1.5 kilometres from the motel. His shirt was torn and his pants had been ripped off. His sneakers had been removed and his socks were inside out. In addition, cash notes worth $4,000 were scattered around him, but in Canadian, American and German currencies. His motel key was still in his pocket and the local police discovered his bag of gold and jewellery. Curiously, the correct key to his rental car was on the ground about 10 metres from his body. The autopsy reported that his body had a series of cuts and bruises, but the cause of death was a significant blow to the abdomen which ruptured his stomach. His hands showed signs of a struggle in trying to defend himself from an assailant's attack with a sharp object. Unfortunately, no evidence of the person responsible was found on the body or in or around the crime scene. Although Blair had suffered serious alcohol and drug addictions in the past, his family and friends confirmed that he had been completely sober for two years. The autopsy report confirmed that there were no such substances in his system. There were no cases of mental disorders in his family history. The family and the police had no idea where he was going. No one knew of any relationship or friendship he had with an American citizen, either nearby area or in another part of the country. Theories have been made but they do not fit the evidence. Some say he used drugs, but the coroner's report refutes this theory. Regarding the car key appearing next to him, they say that he could have forgotten he had the correct key in his pocket and had simply shown the gas station employee a different key. They say he was paranoid and had imagined he was being pursued, but how did he suffer the blows to his hand and stomach? They say it was a robbery gone wrong, but why didn't they take anything? They also say that he was really being persecuted, but by whom and why, no one will ever know. Robert Dennis Blair Adams claimed to be fleeing people who were chasing him and who wanted to kill him, but the reason for his death still remains a mystery to this day. Hey! Você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, 
Venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo, a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca. Porque, afinal de contas, é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. 